Ruby, you've returned from Indiana. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah. So, what was what was the experience like? What was the what was the vibe like at the GCW? Was it World on GCW Part Two? Is that what they called it? Yeah, that the World on GCW Part Two. I think. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was actually really good. Oh my god, it felt so good to get to go to a wrestling match again. <laughs> I bet I had some serious FOMO watching. I was like, oh man, I saw you and Mouse down there on the ground, just like snapping away, and I was like made me made me want to get out there you know yeah yeah I'm really I'm really happy I made the trip I definitely like spiritually needed that and it was a beautiful day that venue was gorgeous yeah uh, probably one of the prettiest places I've seen a wrestling show in sure uh, and yeah yeah I don't think there was a bad match yeah. yeah yeah the show itself was super fun and yeah the venue was was beautiful like it was uh it was a nice day it seemed hot though um yeah, yeah, it was it was ninety one degrees and unsafe air quality for sensitive groups. <laughs> In Indiana, I feel weird. like Christian and, and Myron Reed started to get heat stroke at one point in the match. They were like, oh, they they seemed like they were hurting, but yeah, yeah, it's funny because like usually uh, an outdoor show, uh, the thought of an outdoor show is something that I would probably try to avoid um, <laughs> because. I'm just like a real weenie about the heat uh, and like, I just like getting sunburned and like, it might start raining and like this, that, and the other thing. But like, man, I don't know if it's because there hasn't been any shows for a while or just that venue was so pretty or like, because the show was so good, but I was like dying to, to be out there just like sweating in the sun for a few hours. It was a frozen lemonade. That's really Ooh. the appeal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't go wrong with a good frozen lemonade. Um, so yeah, the show itself seemed like it went really, really well. Um, J Rose did an awesome job kind of like uh, seemingly trying to keep like safety protocols and stuff like that moving and everything like that um you know it's the first show back so obviously some some people got a little excited at some points but overall like I was really um you didn't really know what to to think was going to happen going into it but it, it seemed to exceed most people's expectations yeah um I was really happy people seemed to be so pretty socially distanced pretty much everyone I saw was wearing a mask at least most of the time um and that was really great and like you said J Rose did a great job sort of uh, helping remind people not to crowd too much and stuff and yeah there was that little medical emergency but I think that got dealt with really quickly and really professionally um yeah I mean Jairus did a really great job on the mic actually I was really impressed by him he did and like it's it's hard because um you know we've all been to so many like most people have been to so many wrestling shows I'm sure all the people that were there have been to a bunch of stuff and everything like that and it's kind of like a learned behavior of like how you're interacting with people and all that kind of stuff and I mean I I even just noticed it just talking to people and stuff like that that you're kind of like oh I don't know what the the full you know like what we're supposed to be doing right now or whatever is um but so to have somebody that was like kind of commanding and reminding people and like um and but still able to keep the energy up and fun and not like a, a scolding parent or anything like that but just like um and I thought yeah he really he really did an excellent job with that and I was super impressed so definitely very very cool so yeah outside a whole new set of challenges besides sweating to death you're also now trying to figure out a completely different lighting situation what was your experience yeah i'm definitely used to shooting inside at nighttime um so really just compensating for that as much as possible which was the exact opposite of this i felt like um 
yeah, I mean, as best I could, at least when I'm shooting on the instant film, I try to stick with the light. So I get as much as I can out of it. Right, right. And yeah, you, I mean, you, you, you mentioned it, like we're used to shooting in um, less than optimal light as the name of the podcast would suggest. Um, and I don't know that this was the outdoor so- shows are de- necessarily any different. Like it's uh, a different set of challenges, but it's still a set of challenges for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, it was definitely <laughs> really different than what I'm used to. I'm really glad I got to do it because I feel like these the shots I ended up getting look really different than the shots I, I normally getting. So I'm really happy I went and challenged myself in that way. And I actually hope to do more outdoor shows in the future because I think that's sort of what we're leaning towards uh, with everything going on. Right. Uh, uh, but yeah. Uh- Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I think I think the the um, having a lot more outdoor shows is a great idea. Uh, especially we, you know, we kind of lucked out with like time of the year and stuff like that. That like, um, you know, people are are starting to do more stuff, and um, you know, being outside, it's much easier to to uh, fulfill a lot of those things and have people feel a lot more comfortable at shows and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I completely agree with you on like the. Um, variety of of spaces that you're shooting wrestling in is like important and like um as cool as some of those those uh legion halls or like whatever um yeah. you know i know defy runs in some like really the beautiful Washington buildings Hall's very pretty yeah right right and i i that's something that i really love about um independent pro wrestling is just like these this wide variety i mean even with me shooting at aaw um with them i've gotten to shoot at the the world famous berwin eagles club uh which uh is you know i say jokingly world famous but it's where like shimmer has oh yeah shimmer has run there forever (laughs) and it's kind of like the the famous uh indie uh wrestling chicago show i was actually watching uh effie shout out effie uh his monday not raw which if if you haven't seen that or nobody else has seen it it's awesome he does um uh during uh, when raw airs on Monday nights. So that's seven to 10 here, whenever the local time is for you. Um, he just like watches, like he curates his, uh, his playlist for certain events. Like he's been doing a lot of stuff for pride this month. Uh, he did, I think the one this last month was all featuring, uh, like women of color in matches and stuff like that. And, um, but it's just like him on Twitch watching wrestling and like commentating over it. And he like curates like really, really cool matches all this is to get back to the point of um, one of the matches he showed was from shimmer in like, I want to say it was like 2007 or something like that. Oh, and yeah. it was uh, awesome Kong. She was going by amazing Kong at the time versus, Oh God, who was she wrestling? Oh, uh, mischief. And um, <laughs> they, it was like, I was like, Oh, it's Berwin Eagles. It looked <laughs> identical to the last time I was there. So like in, 15 years it looks exact like you could have told me that was a sh- I mean obviously not with the wrestlers in the ring but yeah. the opening shot you could have told me it was a shimmer show from last year and I'd have been like huh the video call doesn't seem to be what it normally is but that's weird because <laughs> um, the venue looks the same so I think that's like really interesting to go back to our original point of, of venue variety it's cool to have like some like cornerstone venues that you're kind of like you you see you feel comfortable uh, in them and and you know it right yeah, you have an idea of kind of what to expect. Yeah. But I think it's uh, like visually like cool to kind of see like people progressing in that same venue. Like I have uh, a ton of photos of ACH in in uh, Berwin Eagles Club, like in various stages of his career and stuff like that. 
uh, you know, him looking like a baby and then getting older and older and, and stuff like that. Uh, and a few different other wrestlers in there as well. But at the same time, like changing it up and not having the same background for all of your photos, I think is really important. Um, and so, yeah, these outdoor shows, uh, not only are lending something interesting as far as it being outside instead of, outside instead of inside, um, and like the lighting differences and stuff like that, but also we're getting a completely different visual for wrestling, which I think is important and like switching it up and showing like all these other different um, kind of ways that it can be presented. Yeah, um, yeah, it was definitely like, I think, I think, I don't remember if we touched on this last time we talked, but we are sort of talking about a, both sort of burning out a little bit at mm -hmm. the end. January, December, January, and then getting that break. But I think a lot of that burnout I was feeling was from just like shooting the same people in the same venues over and over again and not really traveling as much out of my scene as I would like to. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so it was just really refreshing to get to get to shoot something new. Yeah, be in a new place. And like, it really like it, it, your eyes are much more open, I feel like to to kind of like what's going on around you versus well, that's like the same spot that I, you know, did this in and that's the same yeah. spot I saw that and like this and, you know, I, oh, I shot this person last month and I'll see him again next month. So if there's something I really want to, you're just not really um, forced to like, like really get yourself in that creative brain of like, and now of course, after that, you know, it's like, oh, I had all these like opportunities to make all these cool photos. And I was like, but I was just like, oh, I'll see him next month. And it's like, no, I didn't see him <laughs> yeah. next month. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so like being around a, a new situation and especially like visually can be really, I think, refreshing for uh, doing stuff like that. So I'm glad that that was your experience there. Um, okay, so you were um, shooting the actual, like uh, going to shooting the actual show. Uh, I saw you running around ringside with, with your giant camera. Um, <laughs> this is a fairly new camera for you, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just got it maybe two or three weeks ago. Um, so yeah, I'd only shot maybe five packs of film, 50 shots or so uh, before I took it out. So that was that was a little bit rough learning curve. Um, yeah. Hadn't really gotten to shoot any action with it before, but I actually ended up being really pleased with the results, um, especially it being so bright out. I got to use really fast shutter speed. So the action shots look pretty neat, um, which can be a challenge with instant film, I feel. <laughs> For sure, especially shooting inside. Um, yeah, and like that's that's like one of the, you know, it's it's funny you go from shooting inside where there's not enough light to do a lot of stuff, and then you go to outside where you're battling against the light in a lot of situations. Um, but yeah, if, if you if you can get it dialed in, I think you guys had a pretty like overcast day that day, right? Uh, it was on and off. You okay. know, it it was pretty pretty bright at some points. There was just like dotted clouds, so it would disappear for a little bit. Which is like a whole new challenge to like like be you know, you got your settings all dialed in, you're like ready to go. And then all of a sudden, like the sun goes down. Like, yep. Or or worse than that, usually for me is when you're like, okay, this cloud's hitting and then like nothing happens. And then you're like, I'm ready. And then the like goes away <laughs> and it's like nuclear hot on everything. Um, so um, yeah, I mean, the, the couple of photos that I saw that you sent me looked really cool. Uh, definitely like a totally different vibe with that camera. Um, how was how did it feel being kind of like thrown into the fire uh, with with a new camera? It can be fun to like experiment, though. I I mean that's that's sort of what I like to do. I mean that's how I learn the fastest anyway. So uh, it was definitely interesting. Um, I'll be excited to see what it does indoors. Um, sure. Yeah, and and also I had the thirty five. I had my uh, uh, 
my Canon with me. Um, so it was kind of interesting because shooting the black and white 35 millimeter was like, I just had to do the opposite of what I was doing with the instant film. <laughs> so like where I was trying to shoot with the sun for the instant, I was shooting against it more. I like the shadows and the black and white a little more. Sure, sure. Get all blown out. <laughs> so when you're when you're shooting with two totally different cameras and kind of trying to think about two totally, totally different things, do you find that that um, like that it makes it easier because you have a tool to complement what is not really working with the other, or do you think it's more complicated because you're trying to think about how you can make two separate images at the same time? Um, I think I think it's. For me, especially because I, I feel like I started shooting 35 millimeter only as an accessory to what I wasn't getting what I wanted from instant film. So I think I think about them as as two parts of a whole for my photography, at least. Sure. And that I think that's a really um, like a great idea to kind of like have something that can kind of fill in some of the gaps that aren't really. And I think we talked about that a little bit on the last yeah. one about um kind of having yeah especially with film you know it's it's some of these tools are so specific on what their limitations are or what looks best on them or something like that uh so to have something else that's a tool to fill in the gaps um so your eye was already kind of dialed into um what kind of shots you were looking for with the instant camera versus what mm -hmm. kind of shots you were kind of looking for with the black and white yeah yeah totally yeah i mean um you know, there was already challenges with the the cameras that you were using and trying to kind of, you know, work with or work against the light or whatever, wherever you were kind of in that situation. Uh, and then like the heat on top of that, like, how are you feeling coming out of it? Because I'm legitimately kind of like low key, a little bit stressed out about being like gassed after the first match when I come back. Uh, it was definitely kind of a challenge. I mean, I think we've all been uh, sitting around a lot more than we're used to in the last couple of months and it being so hot. And then I think I, the, the thing I always forget about shooting ringside is like, while you're not wrestling a match, you are running around the entire show. So <laughs> I, uh, I was definitely pretty pooped. I think I had to sit the scramble out and get some, get some shade because I was overheating. <laughs> But that's it's smart to to notice that and be like, okay, I need to take a break. Also, I like, oh man, I think I've probably mentioned it on this before, but like, I can't shoot big multi-man matches anymore. Or like multi-person oh, no. matches. I, I, I never get a good photo. You never get a good photo because there's always too many people. There's too much going on. There's always like an arm in the frame. or like... Blocking something yeah. or, or whatever. And then on top of that, especially with, I'm sure those GCW scrambles are like, uh, you know, quite a few of the scrambles that I've seen, there's like um, like quite a few like high flyer loose door kind of people in it or whatever. Yeah. Um, you, like there's you can't no only- safe spot to be. <laughs> you can only focus on one part of the ring at a time. So like you might be photographing something like looking through this little viewfinder and then you might look to your left and realize that somebody is flying in your general direction. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Um, so but yeah, I was definitely beat. Uh, yeah, my knees are still bruised. Uh, I think three days later, I'm still kind of sore, but I'm a big baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I've just been basically like sitting on my couch watching Hell's Kitchen eating pizza for the past three months. So like, I don't, um, I'm a little concerned that I'm gonna uh, have to tap out after the first match, but you were- And that's, that's a thing also that, you know, I think fans are gonna have to be more aware of in the future too, if we are going into a lot of summertime outdoor shows is, you're pacing sitting yourself sitting out there for three yep. hours so right it's like the sure. same thing people run into with like um outdoor music festivals and stuff like that yeah yeah i mean you mentioned like uh 
you know, thinking about like, oh, well, you're, you're in there and you're shooting these people and they're doing these like very like athletic things. Um, and you feel like such a, a, an out of shape weenie for being tired at the end of a show. And it's like, well, I just like, I took, I just pressed a button for, for a few hours. But like the thing that um, you don't like really think about is like, they're out there for, you know, they're warming up for their match, obviously before or whatever, uh, maybe after as well, a little bit just to like loosen up. But like, you know, they're out there for 10, 15, 20 minutes doing their thing. Uh, whereas we're out there running around probably an hour before the show, through the entirety of the show, and then an hour afterwards or whatever. If we're having yeah, to often doing or shoot. like weird squats and like sliding along on your knees. Or yeah, you're you're more active ringside than I am. I will say that I um, <laughs> I when I first started was very like uh, okay, I gotta be like sliding around on my knees and like I, I can't be seen. And like the older I get, I like very much to me the fans experience is more important than me getting my shot so i'm not the type of person that's just gonna like stand up right in front of you know post up in a certain spot and just like block somebody's view or anything like that but like i'm much more now will like just kind of like ease into one spot be as hidden as i can in that spot and then maybe like kind of leisurely move from there to another spot um that was definitely one thing I like sort of thought, but I, I got so excited being there that I was like, oh shit, Ruby, like you really should have like stayed in one spot more. But uh, oh. I think, well, yeah. And then I was so uncomfortable with all the light that I really wanted to try and get some things from all angles. So at least if I was fucking one thing up. I For would... sure. And I don't, I don't think when I say you were like moving around a lot, I don't mean that it was like a distraction or anything like that. No, but I wouldn't have noticed it. I thought about myself afterwards. Be like, oh, damn it, Ruby, like, or like I'd only catch myself running in front of the video camera like after it happened. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just being out of practice. Like you're so used yeah. to looking for that stuff that, um, you know, like going back after a while, uh, some of the stuff that kind of slips your mind. Um, okay. So uh, what were maybe a couple of photos that you that you really liked that you got out of this weekend? Um, instant wise, I really like the one where. Um, oh my god. It flipping on his name is about to throw Tony Depp in. in oh, in Shane Depp. Mercer. Yeah, Shane Mercer. That was such a great match. I yeah. love that match. Um, oh my God, and the Logan stunts. Yeah, Logan got thrown into the thrown into the lake or whatever it was. Yeah. The water feature. Uh, that was really good. Um, yeah, so I got one instant photo of Mercer about to throw Depp in over the bridge or whatever. Um, I was really happy with that one. Uh, I think probably because it had the bridge and the water in the background and it, it looked so absurd. Like there's not a wrestling ring in sight. Yeah. It's different, interesting, um, like, uh, visuals for a, for a wrestling match, which I think is cool. Yeah. And then black and white wise, I really, I really like the ones I got from the Blake Christian, um, Myron Reed match. I got one of, uh, Blake, uh, taking him off the edge right there and then one that really i think i sent it to you where it's sort of they're, they're just sort of floating in midair kind yeah. of like water ballet or something right 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 yeah sometimes with some of the high flyers and stuff like that um some moves that look like really like visually impressive um like when you're watching it or like on a video or something like that yeah can be really hard to photograph because like part of what they're doing you need to kind of see the A point, the B point, the C point, and then the landing too yeah. for, it to all, for it to look as like crazy as it does or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it can be kind of kind of tricky to uh, to get those and not make them look like they're doing a magic trick or something like that. 
Um, and especially since you were able to use such a fast shutter speed, you're kind of losing some of that, like some of the potential motion that you would uh, yeah. pick up in a dark area. Um, but also that like then lends to a totally different style, not style, but like uh, some more interesting images that you might not have gotten yeah. in different environments. Yeah, um, that one. And then the the other one I really liked was the far away shot with the ring and and uh, Blake about to fucking kick Christian or Myron in the head. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I think I never get that far away from the ring. So to have the ring and the crowd and the bridge and the water all be in, in the same shot. I was pretty pleased with that one. Yeah, I love a good overall shot. Um, I think those kind of get lost. And I mean, you know, now it's kind of hard because there's not a lot of fans at shows. So like, you don't want the overall shot of like the yeah. empty crowd. So this was like a good excuse to do that. Um, but you shoot mostly with flash when you're shooting at like your, your local promotions, right? So yeah, yeah. Yeah, shooting a, a wide shot really isn't that much of an option because your flash no, won't um, yeah. get that far. Uh, did you notice when you were, because uh, this, this instant camera that you were using uh was like a new purchase did you notice because you had to pay more attention to it that it like made you pay more attention to what you were doing as a whole um versus like something that you were really familiar with uh and just was kind of second nature how you were shooting do you think that distracted you from from making the photos that you wanted to make or do you think it had you more like in tune with the experience um i think because it's a fully manual camera i was a little distract you know once you get to a point with your camera it can be sort of intrinsic but this mm -hmm. one's all new and clunky for me so i had to spend more time thinking about shots that should have been quicker for me sure sure yeah 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 it's a learning curve it all comes with with using something more you know yeah. uh it's funny you said you only shot 50 photos with it before you took it across country <laughs> as the main camera that you were using on a trip um <laughs> because like as a like a, a digital photographer like hearing that is probably like what in, you know what I mean that's like that's like just like getting your figuring out how to adjust the uh the exposure settings and you were like yeah. I'm a that's the that's the one camera I'm gonna mainly take with me um and what what's that camera called again in case there's somebody that's like they keep talking about this camera what is it? it's the Instacon RF70 RF70 yeah okay yeah so um if there's any if there's any film nerds listening it's a it's a range finder right so you yeah really need no focus yeah, fully manual. It's um, it's a wide or large format instant camera that's made by Mint, so they do all the SX70 refurbish and stuff. Yeah, uh, and they're, yeah, they're super cool, and it shoots Instax wide, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, definitely like a, a professional Instax camera, uh, if there was one. I mean, half the appeal is how professional it looks. <laughs> I feel like sure. it looks like a very big, serious camera. Yeah, and I mean that company Mint makes um really like high-end gear like they yeah. they do um they're one of the few people that's producing new film cameras that are like not uh like plastic toys and stuff like yeah. that i have a flash from glass lenses imagine that <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah they make really nice stuff so yeah ever since you got that camera um my wife and i have been like should we get one of those at some point and it's like uh yeah maybe we might have to um well cool well thank you for giving us this uh this update about your your experience at uh the world on gcw part two the first first big indie show back and and um uh if anyone wants to see some of the photos that you've taken from this uh i know we mentioned it in the last episode but where's where's good for them to find you online uh i'm at monsoon.bb on instagram and monsoonbb on twitter that's where you can find me hell yeah, yeah.
<laughs> of course. Thanks for being uh, my guinea pig for this experiment. You rule. Ah, no problem, Ed. <laughs> See you, Ruby. <laughs>